We are called to live faithfully for Jesus 168 hours a week. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast with Brandon and Chris. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm here with our co-host, Brother Brandon. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Chris. It's good to be on the Faith 168 Podcast once again. Unfortunately, it's just me and you again. Robbie, he's uh, had some other things to do tonight, which that happens, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and that's why we're going to take this perfect time with him not here for the moment and do a special episode called The Roast of Rob. And so this episode will consist of us just trash talking Rob for the next 30 minutes to an hour or so. Oh, yeah. Should be plenty of content. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, no, you really think no. it would only go an hour? Yeah, well, we have to. We might have to make this a two-part series. But uh, no, we're just kidding. This isn't going to be the roast of Rob. Oh, I just, man. <laughs> I told Rob when he said he couldn't be here. That's what the episode's going to be called tonight is the roast of Rob. So I can't wait for him to hear this and think, oh my man. goodness, they're actually going. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to just jump back into the Book of Revelation and. The last that we were in, Brother Brandon, we were talking about the tolerant church and how tolerance can be good in some areas, but sometimes tolerance isn't good. Correct. And so we have the church of Thyatira who were very tolerant of very bad things. Instead of standing strong in the gospel uh, against things like sexual immorality and idolatry and stuff like that. Uh, they they were very tolerant and sometimes compromising yeah. on the issues. And we saw some very, very strict warnings as we read through that. Yeah. If they weren't going to repent, that they were going to be tossed into tribulation, that they were going to, to be done away with, that they were going to be thrown into uh, a sickbed and, yeah, and that the generations after, after them were going to suffer because of it as well. And so there was a very very important message that Christ was giving them to repent and get back on track. And so we had a a really good discussion on that, I believe. But now we're going to go ahead and go forward in that passage and look at the people that were holding fast, that were listening to the word of God, and they weren't being tolerant of false idol worship. And so we're going to read Revelation chapter 2, verse 24 through uh, 26 to start out tonight. And it says this, Now to you I say, and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, To him, I will give power over the nations. And so that's a very different message than these other people in Thyatira were were getting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, I think the Lord's just pointing out here that even though this church had gone very far into corporate disobedience, especially Mm -hmm. seen in their tolerance of evil, that there were still some faithful believers among them. Right. That's why he addresses them as the rest of you. Like, this is a different group. They're, they're mm-hmm. not tolerating evil. 
Uh, and that minority, probably among this congregation, are likely those that Jesus commended in verse 19, you know, where he talked about, hey, I know your works, you know, your love, faith, your service, patient endurance, and that you're making a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. And so, and I really like this because, you know, Jesus didn't just plumb write this church off. Mm-hmm. You know, he recognized there were some faithful among them, and he wanted to be sure he commended them for that. Right. Um, that that wasn't, uh, that he wasn't overlooking that, basically. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's not overlooking evil, um, as some of this congregation was, but he's also not overlooking the good that has been done and those who are still standing strong. Right. Yeah, definitely. And and this is, I think, a message of hope for us today as well, because we we can see some of what is going on in Thyatira in our local churches and in the national church and, and the global church overall, we can see a lot of a lot of uh, false doctrines slipping in in a lot of different areas, yeah. and it can be disheartening when we see those things happening. But we don't need to look at those parts uh, of the church of people saying that they're professors uh, of Jesus Christ, that they follow Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and yet they do things that are contrary to his word. We don't need to look at those people and say, man, I can't, I just can't do anything anymore because Mm -hmm. Jesus does see us. It's not like he's looking at these, these horrible things that are going on and saying, Hey, look, this church over here, this body of people that call themselves my followers, they're, they're really just letting Satan rule them right now. So, you know what? I just don't want to do anything with any of y'all. He separates us. He looks at the ones that are truly faithful and he says, don't give up. Uh, That's the message I think is, is right there that we're reading. Beautiful. You know, don't, don't give up. Yes. There's, there's some horrible things going on. Yes. There are some churches that are, are trading uh, the word for the traditions of men that are heaping up for themselves, people that are going to scratch their itching ears uh, and they're trading the truth for lies and calling evil good and good evil. Yes, there are people that are doing that, but I see you, I see your faithfulness. I I see that you haven't let Satan overcome you. And as an individual, I see you keep going on. This is what it's all about. There's going to be suffering right here in this life. And there's going to be, sometimes it feels hopeless, but don't look at those moments. Look at the end, hold fast to the end when I come again, because that's where it really matters. Yeah. So. Wow. Really good words there. Yeah. yeah I and, come up uh, with some every once in a while. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh that's a redeeming quality for sure mm. for all of us, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is really encouraging, you know, he basically tells them, you know, I'm not asking you to do anything else. Mm-hmm. He just says, I don't lay on you any other burden. What you're doing is already right. And I acknowledge that. And as you read from verse 25, he just says, all I'm asking you is that you just keep it up. Yeah. Only hold fast what you have until I come. And, yeah. you know, he, he really doesn't specify you know, the, what you have here, whether that's like obedience or, uh, or tr- the truth of God's word, but it's probably, you know, 
left unspecified and ambiguous to include all of that. You know, mm-hmm. like these faithful believers were holding fast to the truth with a tight grip. They were holding on to obedience and godliness. Yeah. And he's just saying, you just keep doing that. Continue going the way you're going. Continue walking the path of righteousness until I come. And, you know, with him saying he's, he's coming soon, um, you know, that may give a little preview for the way this church was headed, that right. uh, they were headed for judgment indeed, um, mm-hmm. and that the time for grace uh, was getting ready to run out for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Well, and, and that gives us hope, too, that that Jesus upholds his church. When, when people get in the way, yeah. uh, and there are still faithful followers in those local bodies, Mm-hmm. He he's going to make sure that their path is clear to continue doing his work. And right. I, I see a grave warning there as well, not just encouragement for those that are following Jesus faithfully, but also a, that grave warning. I, I'll be coming soon uh, because there's only so much a professing follower can do before Christ says that's enough. Before Christ says, yeah. I'm going to remove your lampstand. Right, I'm going right. to get you out of the way because you're not doing any good for the kingdom of God. You're hindering the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And and we can only go so long hindering the kingdom of God before Jesus says, I'm coming soon. Y'all get yeah. ready. Uh, yeah, and, exactly. and we see that if, if we have enough people in churches that are holding fast to their faith, there will be sometimes that, you know, almost like a spy of Satan enters into the room at some yeah. of the best moments. And when I say spy of Satan, I'm not just saying like some demonic force that we can't see. I think that yeah. demonic force is very prevalent in society today and we can see those. But sometimes a person will come along at the right time and and, and start throwing a wrench in things, start chaos, start division, uh, start gossip and, and things like that. Uh, and, and it's very disheartening to see, but sometimes what that leads to is you, you see the work of God being done is you, instead of lowering yourself to their level, continue on with the will and the word of God. Mm-hmm. He's going to take care of that mess. I've seen him take care of this mess time and time again. But I've also seen where churches have fallen to this, where the whole church was just up in chaos. And there it didn't seem like there was anyone faithful remaining, that it was just a big country club where everybody was against yeah. everybody. And, you know, it was just, you know, the drama of the week was always at the church. And I'll tell you this, Jesus cleaned up those messes, too. Those churches are mm-hmm. no longer around most of the time. I know many churches that as people were faithful, God blessed them. They did well. And then as people weren't faithful, God didn't bless them. And there was no way for those doors to remain open. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really unfortunate, but I mean, we can't really claim ignorance here. I mean, right. Jesus does say that he will remove you know, your lampstand from its place. Uh, he will come against you with the sword of his mouth, speaking yeah. to uh, churches that, you know, are in disobedience. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but are I like you, are you skydiving back there? 
I know it sounds like it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's um, it's my um, headphone mics that are picking all this up. That's why, like, yeah. you're probably hearing some, some <laughs> like uh, something rubbing against it. It's in my beard. So <laughs> no, no, I was talking. I heard a car go by, and I was like, it sounded like an airplane. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, we're, I'm recording this from an uh, airplane, everybody, and I just yeah. out. So um, going out with a bang, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but. Uh, Hey, you know what? Since we brought up um, being in the heavens, we might talk about uh, <laughs> some of the heavenly rewards, actually, that Jesus spells out um, in this uh, passage of Scripture. Yeah. Um, you ready to move on to that? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to that. So, as all of our listeners know, all of these letters to these seven churches conclude with some promises to the conqueror to the person who continues in faithfulness and vanquishes and overcomes the sins that are outlined in each of these letters. And this is one of the uh, biggest um, promise sections in any of these letters. Uh, Jesus says in verses 26 down to the end, verse 29, the one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will Mm -hmm. rule them with a rod of iron as when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Yeah. So a whole lot of rewards there. Um, and I think it's so important for us to keep that balance in mind because, I mean, Christ has spelled out pretty clearly here in this letter as he does in many others, that there are great consequences for disobedience. But the flip side is that there's a lot of great rewards for obedience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what we see here. Um, Great rewards for those who properly deal with sin among uh, their own churches and in their own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one you see there is he promises you will rule and reign with me. Yeah. Um, I'll give him authority over the nations. Now, what do you think that means there? Because, you know, we can kind of misunderstand that. Is that like uh, Christ is going to make us like kings over all the nations of the world or what? What do you think about that? Well, let me give you my premillennialist view on it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, not gonna, just yeah, we're, we're not going to go on to the whole pre uh millennium or or oh, all millennium post <laughs> yeah, uh, so. well yeah well I always <laughs> win anyway so <laughs> so it's just predestined but uh <laughs> <you> anyway <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, I think I think what we're we're seeing there uh simply is the victory that we have in Christ yeah, overall. Right. Um uh, as we allow Christ to reign in our hearts there, there's nothing of this earth that has dominion over us. Uh, we are above these things. Uh, and, and so when it comes down to the ones that are causing the chaos and the vision, the ones that are allowing sin to creep in, we don't have to worry about these things because we are walking with the king. He is over these things. And yeah, all we have right. to do is submit to his authority and follow his lead. And all of these things are going to be taken care of. I, I like to think about what Paul writes uh, to to uh, the Romans, I believe, uh, when he says, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay, 
So don't don't repay anyone evil with evil, but you know, be good. Pray for those that that are uh, uh, persecuting you. Don't yeah. don't stoop down to their level. Hmm. And what he's saying is, you know, don't not not that you have to be a punching bag or anything, but because you are a child of the king, you are royalty in the heavenly realms. Yeah, uh, that right. you don't have to stoop down to all of this because God is going to take care of it. So where in the world, if someone takes a jab at you, you take a jab back. You don't take. You don't have to take the jabs. You don't have to sit there and and beat people over the head and try and get them to conform because they're either going to listen to the truth and they're con- going to conform to the will of God or they're going to have to deal with with Jesus saying, I'm coming very soon and I'm going to rule them with a rod of iron and they shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. Um, and, and so uh, th- that's one way I think of looking at it. I think we can look at it a, a thousand different ways because Jesus, when he speaks, he speaks with words that, you know, have such depth to them. Yeah, right. That you can read them. 20,000 different ways and it all still have the same true meaning in a different depth mm-hmm. and a different area of your life. But I'm, you know, as a child of the King, when someone gossips about me, it makes me mad. That's a, that sin being brought into the church, but I don't have to go and gossip about them because right. my savior is going to deal with them. All I've got to do is keep preaching the truth, keep following Jesus. And if they're not a child of the King, then they're going to be dealt with. If they are a child of the king, then daddy's going to get back to them real soon and, and you know, let them know what's up. Uh, but uh, I, I, yeah. think, I think that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, that's, that's a really good perspective. And, you know, really no matter what, you know, end times view you take on Revelation, I think it's clear generally from Revelation as well as the rest of the New Testament that yeah. the Scripture pretty plainly teaches that we will rule and reign with Christ. Yeah. I mean, even Paul says in Ephesians two, that God raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it's a, it's a reward that, you know, we don't deserve and we definitely can't earn it, but God in his grace has just seen fit and ordained to have us reign with Jesus, his son. And that is immensely powerful. Well, so. and it's hard for me to 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 get on the millennium talks on the different aspects of this because I'm I know I, I joke around I say I'm a premillennialist but I'm more of a pan millennialist because I think however God wants it to pan out it's going to pan out and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, overall I do see I see a lot of value both in in the uh, all millennialist and premillennialist view in in reigning. But, uh, you know, again, it's, it's one, I don't see any value in the post-millennialist view at all. I'll, I'll all day say, nah, don't look at that. that one. But, so if you're a post-millennialist, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> start reading your Bible a little bit more. No. Uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, sorry. I, I know we just lost half of our crowd right there, but it's okay. Uh, so, but 
Yeah. Uh, well, even our post mill friends can agree that uh, we rule and reign with Christ, you know. So Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Because in the spiritual sense, you know, we've we've been brought to life. We're no longer spiritually dead. And just in the fact that we are alive in Christ, uh, you know, we reign over the dead in that aspect and we're calling them to put their faith in Christ mm-hmm. and, and experience yeah. life in Christ. So yeah. there's another way of reigning, but again, right. we can go on 20,000 different ways of looking at the, the yeah. reigning with Christ. So. And really nothing on our, like seriously, nothing on our post mill friends. We just joke around about this to all of our yeah. listeners just to know. I mean, it's, it's a back and forth we have quite a bit. So the thing <laughs> yeah, is we, we have to make fun of all of them equally, you know, to be fair. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even the ones we subscribe to. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do like to joke around about all those things, yeah, except so. that, you know, uh, but overall I, I do see a, a lot of, of, uh, great understanding in that, but the the greatest reassurance of it is that what what you were saying earlier is that this isn't something that we deserve at all. But, but yeah, Christ right. has, has lifted us up and and put us in a position that we don't deserve. And the only way for us to to have anything to do with this uh, leadership and and reigning in a lost and dying world. Uh, we can't do it on our own. We have to seek him out 168 yeah. hours of every week to, to fulfill his mission mm-hmm. uh, and to live in his righteousness. So, yeah. And, and that's important because the second we stop, it's very easy for us to become tolerant of things that we shouldn't be tolerant of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, I thought you were going to uh, wrap this up. Uh, you're talking about, uh, usually when we wrap it up, we mention you know, like the 168 thing. But we got yeah. one more little aspect to mention here. Um, we've talked about the first reward for faithfulness, right? Which is right. Uh, ruling and reigning with Christ, something that starts uh, now in this life and continues mm-hmm. into the next. But yeah. Jesus gives us one more reward here, which is so interesting. Uh, he says, I will give him the morning star. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that, uh, what that means to me. Um, you know, it's hard to determine, but like I read Revelation twenty two sixteen, and mm-hmm. the verse there says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Yeah. And man, I'm just maybe a simpleton here, but I feel like, He's saying that the ultimate reward for faithfulness is that he just gives us himself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Couldn't, couldn't ask for a better reward than that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, I I like, I like that song. Just give me Jesus. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Because really that's, that's all we need in the morning. When I wake, just give me Jesus. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what this world can can offer me. Just give me Jesus, because when the things of this world are rusting and decaying and done away with, there's one thing that remains, and that is Christ. Yeah, and right. in Him we have eternal life. In Him we have eternal peace. In Him we have a Savior that will will rule with a rod of iron that will lead us 
and and take care of us. And, and so, you know, when it when it comes down to it, I mean, you asked me when I was a little kid, what do I want? Do I want a game system, or or do I want Jesus? You know, that little kid answer was always, well, you know, I'll always have Jesus, but <laughs> so give me that game system. But yeah. the the older I get, the more all of this stuff around me seems so insignificant. And all I can think of now is how thankful I am to have Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, to to have him who died for me, who bestowed upon me his Holy Spirit that sealed me and, and guides me and corrects me even when I'm not doing what I ought to do. And so all of this stuff, you know, has little meaning to me now. Uh, and I, I think you're completely correct. Yeah. That it's, he's giving himself. Yeah. And you know, that brings up another point that that's kind of the perspective we ought to have is to be content with Jesus. If we have nothing else. Right. Um, I mean, I think about uh, a Puritan um, back in, you know, English history and he sat down to eat, and all he had was bread on the table, just a little bit of old bread and some water. And when he bowed his head and gave thanks, he said something to the effect of, all this and Jesus too? Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, like David, we should we should identify with him where he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall not want, you know, in, in Christ I have all I need. I, and, and what I have in Christ is better than what I don't have in life. Um, and so, yeah, we, we should be content with Jesus. And we will be if we're faithful, yeah. if we're true believers, because he will give us himself throughout all eternity as a reward yeah. for, for faithfulness. Yeah. And, and there's nothing better than that. You can, yeah. you can argue with me all day and, and try and say that there's something better than Jesus, but there's not. Uh, because too, the things that we enjoy in this life, I believe completely, uh, are a gift from God. My children, they are a gift from God. Uh, my, my wife, a gift from God, the country I live in, which is the greatest country in the world. Uh, it's a gift from God. And so before all of those things comes Jesus. And so that's all I need. All I need is Jesus. So, and so when I think about it like that, you know what, Brandon, all of these crazy things going on in the world, when I think about how privileged I am to have Christ in my life, I I can't worry near as much because all of these problems seem so small. All of the suffering seems so small compared to the glory that we have in Christ. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. Well, what you got on that? You got any other things? Hey, we actually wrapped it up in under 30 minutes. I mm-hmm. know our, our listeners are thankful for that probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got a couple minutes then that we can continue on with the roast of Rob. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but y'all be in prayer for brother Rob. We sure did miss him tonight. And uh, yeah, we look forward to recording another episode where all three of us can somehow get on the recording at the same time that's that doesn't happen often but that is why we do have three co-hosts so that way 
no matter what, we can always produce some faith-fueled content for you all to listen to. So I encourage all of our listeners, uh, if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you have anything you want us to talk about, or if you just want us to pray for you even, please get in contact with us. Send us a message on Facebook at the Faith 168 Podcast Facebook page, and we'd love to communicate and talk with you. So, Absolutely. Brother Brandon, you want to dismiss us in prayer? I will, yeah. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and your love for us and for all the rewards you are laying up for us in glory. And we're so undeserving, Lord, and we're so thankful for all you've done. And we just pray you might give us grace and strength to uh, live for Christ the next 168 hours of the week and and to um, just have a proper perspective on sin, uh, to put it out, Lord, from among us, uh, to deal with it in our own lives and just to always repent and, and seek your grace and walk the path of obedience. Again, we thank you for your love for us and pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Faith 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. If you have a prayer request or have a topic that you would like us to cover, message us on the Faith 168 Podcast Facebook page, and we will see you in 168 hours.